What's going on? Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Sowerson alongside Pelicans.com writer Jim Meikenhofer. Todd Graffinini will join us later on as he sits down with Nikhil Alexander-Walker. We're here in Chicago, Illinois. Preseason game number two tonight from the United Center as the Pelicans take on the Chicago Bulls. And Jim, let's go back to Monday night for just a second. An impressive victory uh, for New Orleans, scoring 133 points. They had 110 after three quarters. What were your takeaways from Monday's ballgame? Just to be able to see the talent on the on the floor, 1 through 14, 16. I'm not sure how many guys played total, but um, I think it was ended up being 15. Um, there's so many different options. And I think one of the things that I noted during the game as well is after the starters had come out of the game in the first quarter and they were replaced by a unit of five new guys, um, even through the first ten got players that were on the court, you still had players like Nicolo Melli, who hadn't played yet, uh, Frank Jackson hadn't played yet, the two other first-round picks besides Zion hadn't been on the court. So, I mean, there's just we've talked about this a lot in the last couple weeks on this podcast. There's just a lot of decisions that have to be made by the coaches as far as who's going to play and it's a good problem to have because there's so much, so many different options, especially in the backcourt. And also the, a couple of the guys that didn't play until the third, fourth quarter, they came in and played really well. I thought Nikhil was really impressive, and Frank Jackson had a really good stretch there too. So um, just overall, it was individually, I think there were, there were just so many good bright spots. I'm, I know team-wise there are a couple things that they want to clean up and do better against the Bulls. Um, speaking of all those players you mentioned, it just – goes to show the depth that this team has. We've been talking about it all through training camp, but of course wanted to see that on the floor, but you had six players in double figures and two had nine points after that. So, Jim, you could have really had eight players in double figures, which is unheard of in this day and age. Yeah, and not only did I like the distribution of the scoring, but I thought there, without looking really closely at the numbers, even if it doesn't necessarily translate into evidence assist-wise, just from watching the game, it seemed like the passing across the board was really good. I thought Guys played unselfishly. Um, They had a lot of sequences where it was like a quick pass, another quick pass, another quick pass, open shot, really good shot, like the best shot you could ask for. And I don't know if necessarily that's something that you can always expect in the first preseason game, even if it's a team where you have a bunch of guys. Even if you have your core back from the year before, and this team obviously does not have a semblance of a rotation returning from last year. So that was another thing that I just thought was really, really fun to watch and really encouraging about the potential of the team down the road is that you have so much what appears to be really good chemistry and a lot of good passing, even though a lot of these guys, the most experience they've had playing together has been maybe a week or two of voluntary workouts and then a few days of training camp practices, and now we're into preseason games. Speaking of fun to watch, Zion Williamson, you heard some oohs and ahs from Atlanta fans on Monday night. He had some uh, dunks that were quite up to Zion expectations. He was fun to watch on Monday night. He really was, and I – I noted during the game, too, that you know we got to see him play a few times during the voluntary workouts back in September. Um, we watched him. We've seen him a little bit in practices. The players have raved about some of the stuff that he can do athletically. But I thought during that game he had even a couple more inches on his vertical. I, I, I know there were, the adrenaline, I'm sure, was pumping with him, and he was really excited to be in a building where there was, I don't know how many people were there, t- over 10,000 probably. Uh, the official attendance might have been 15 or something like that. But um, – he, he just brought it to a different level. It seemed like he was getting even higher off the floor than what we've usually seen. So, I mean, I think people are in for – basketball fans in New Orleans are, are in for a real treat with this guy because just some of the stuff that he can do 
is something you haven't seen before from a guy of that size and the the muscle that he has. And, of course, tonight he plays in the house that Michael Jordan built, basically. And, of course, he is a member of uh, the Nike and Jumpman team, so it'll be fun for him. But, Jim, we saw it on Monday at Shootaround. We saw it today at Shootaround. The media surrounding Zion Williamson for a preseason game. I never thought I'd have to fight for a position this morning for a preseason game. But here we are, two games in, nationally televised tonight. Everyone's ready to see Zion in game number two. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to even kind of explain, I guess, with to people that haven't been at shootarounds how unique it is to see, f- you know, 15 people circled around someone at a road practice. I mean, or a road shootaround, there's a lot of times where there's one or two people there maximum, and we pretty much have free reign to do whatever we want and go talk to whoever we need to talk to for however long. But, um, but yeah, it's been it's been really interesting, and you can tell – Today, for example, there were a bunch of Chicago reporters who came specifically to ask Zion a, a specific question about something. I mean, they asked him about Bulls history. They asked him about his matchup against Zach Levine. Some of it was interesting, but it's just the kind of the kind of question session that you just don't see at shoot around. It's 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 uh you can just tell that the the optimism and the excitement from from even the media is through the roof right now. I know it's only two preseason games. But I feel like we're already getting to a territory where wherever we go on the road, attendance is going to be big. In years past, you know, sometimes there wouldn't be the biggest attendance when we'd roll into town. But I feel like now, I feel like we're a, a much, much must-watch team, excuse me, in the NBA. Yeah, and I mean, you can even tell at the hotels the amount of people that are standing outside is already really high. I mean, preseason to a lot of sports fans, especially casual fans, is some from the NBA is kind of a rumor because you have – the World Series or baseball playoffs going on. You have the obviously the heart of the football season, but it's it's been interesting to me and just just to see all the people that you can tell are so locked in and know that the Pelicans game is tonight in the two cities that we've been so far. So it's definitely much different than than anything we've experienced in the past. I thought they were waiting outside for you at the hotel. How many autographs have you signed since you've been here? Uh. I have stiff-armed anyone that came close. You know, I'm, I'm here to do a job. I'm not here to be distracted by, you know, the, the love from fans. So the answer to that question is, is zero so far. Wow, what a, what a great guy you are. That would have been my seeky question of the day, but I'm going to save it for this one, Jim. Um, talk about tonight against the Chicago Bulls. What are a couple things that might need improvement from Monday night that we should look out for tonight? Yeah, the two biggest things I think are definitely turnovers, the Pelicans – committed 20 in that game somewhat not expected but it's not that surprising because it's preseason and like I mentioned earlier you have a bunch of guys that haven't played together it's a brand new system they're still trying to install different offensive things and then the second thing is defensively um, they gave up 109 points I didn't think Atlanta really had that great of a offensive game it wasn't like they had their way with the Pelicans but there's different things that the New Orleans can clean up and do better on the defensive end to to get, keep getting ready for the Toronto game in a couple weeks. I'll have more info on tonight's game after we hear from Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who sat down with Todd Graffanini. First of all, Nikhil, before we get into the basketball, we got to go back to Saturday night, open practice, Smoothie King Center. You stole the show with your karaoke version of 1,000 Miles. First of all, how did that feel for you personally? You brought the house down, but second thing is, you don't have to look at your phone for lyrics, man. Your boys are looking at their phone to, to learn songs. Uh, for me, I mean, like, 
The night before when I found out, I'm like, I'm about to be so nervous. I'm about to get in this crowd and embarrass myself. And then it came and I was just like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to just go all out. Uh, Drew had said, make sure you study your legs. So I studied it, plus I, I knew it from a movie and had seen it a bunch of times. And so I just completely ran with it. I said, if I'm going to embarrass myself, I'm going to go to the whole nine just to do it. And uh, it actually turned out to be a hit. People liked it. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Oh, man, it was outstanding. Now, let's go to basketball. First of all, tell me about your emotions back on Monday night in Atlanta. First time you suited up for real as a New Orleans Pelican and just the emotions that you felt before you took the floor. Uh, I mean, you, you appreciate every little thing that goes into it. And um, glory to God, and I hope that I can continue to be appreciative of the little things. Um, I think just being out there when I first ran onto the court right before warm-ups and that, that, that rush I got in my, in my chest and, like, that feeling in my heart, like, wow. Like, this is my very first preseason game. And I remember, like, what it took to get here. And I'm like, now I'm really here, and you just got to take it the moment to embrace everything and for me it was from walking into the locker room we had a hot hot meal ready just um the, the tearaway pants when you're a kid and you get to see like guys sub in and pull out the like just everything about that whole night was, was special for me well then it had to have been excruciating for you because we're three quarters in and you weren't in the game and obviously the team was doing well but were you kind of just fidgeting on the on the bench and say, Coach, I'm ready to go, man? I mean, you're always ready to go. You know, I just try to lock in, and I knew that if I had let my minutes get to my mind, then I probably wouldn't have uh, had an impact the way I did when I did come in. And so for me, it was like, if I don't get to play a whole minute, um, I still have that satisfaction of knowing that I achieved my lifetime goal to make it to the NBA. And so... That in itself is um, all glory to God. Well, that's what you did, though. Uh, you made the most of the time you were in there. You got to double figures in just 12 minutes. So your thought process as you were on the floor and, and playing with your teammates, and, and you looked very comfortable out there. Um, this game was a little unusual. I wasn't nervous um, just because I was so happy to be out there. And so it just felt like. Uh, open gym in a sense where I'm just everyday basketball just hooping and my teammates give me confidence all the time and I just wanted to focus on what I can control uh, my effort my energy making the right reads just letting the game come I'm talking to JJ while he's playing and noticing that he passed up on a few shots that he could take he passed up very patient and he he just kind of said like He's getting a feel for it, and he's letting it come. And at no point did he feel worried to have to be a shooter that he's known to be. And so I think just kind of using that knowledge to my advantage and just letting it come, and then when it was there, taking the opportunity. Finally, as we head into our next game against Chicago, what are you looking to do against the Bulls? Uh, get a win. Um, same thing I did when I'm not playing stay engaged, keep my teammates going. If I see something, tell them. Uh, keep keep the energy up on the bench and um, make sure I'm ready and contribute however I can. Best of luck to you, man. Keep it going. Thank you. That was some good stuff there from Todd Graffinini and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Of course, today's show is presented by SeatGeek. 
Trying to find tickets to basketball games or any other live event can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. With SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple of taps. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners, just our listeners, will get $20 off their first purchase in the SeatGeek app. Use code GOPELS at checkout, all one word, in all caps. SeatGeek, let's go. Well, speaking of let's go, let's go to tonight's game. Inside the United Center, Pelicans and Pulls in preseason game number two. If you want to watch it, you can watch it nationally on ESPN, but we also encourage you to listen locally on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. We're efforting to get it on the app as well tonight. We hope to have it there. Um, but yes, ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. I'll have Pelicans warm free starting at 6.30. And then Todd Graffinini will have the call at 7 p.m. We'll have another podcast for you on Friday leading up to Pelicans and Jazz. And also we'll have an episode of Pelicans Weekly for you tomorrow on the flagship station 100.3 New Orleans. Todd will sit down with Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry. And you never know stop by hope you have a great rest of your wednesday we'll talk to you on the radio tonight have a great day